Welcome to the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. I'm Drew. Mo's broadcasting from a, I don't know what, pond. <laughs> the garage of my home. Who's got the water running? That, that's my water fountain, man. Oh. Abe got that at today's Pride Parade. And then, uh... Do we just lose Abe? Uh, no, I'm here. There he is. Okay. <laughs> we, we got the We got the bee back. Abe, um, I thought you were in like a hot tub with all your girlfriends. I, I might be. I, I, I might have made that up. Just <laughs> didn't want to make you guys jealous. You're at an undisclosed location surrounded by women. Yeah. Abe broadcasting from his, his <laughs> pen, local brothel, his penthouse in Vegas, <laughs> his harem. Oh, man. Well, um. Yeah, so, so do we should probably start off with telling everybody kind of what's going on with Dave, why B's on, why Dave's not. Um, yeah. So, Dave, I guess, uh, got a new job in uh, Kuwait, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. So, uh, he's, let's see, we're recording this, actually, uh, this is Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe he's still in transit. We talked to him a little bit yesterday, right? He had kind mm-hmm. of traveled around the country. but yeah, uh, lost his luggage. Lost his luggage, which that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, they really take care of our military, guys. <laughs> so um, hopefully once, once everything settles down for Dave, we can get him back on. Um, maybe at least a couple times, but he'll be gone, yeah. what do you say, the next year or so? Uh, yeah, eight months yeah. a year. Um, yeah, we'll we'll get him on. We'll we'll be able to uh, even with the time change. We'll be able to. I think he's about eight hours. Yeah, I think so. Uh, something like that. So, so am I designated to ask all the uh, kind of dumb questions? Well, that's... you're 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 the, re- you're the resident. <laughs> yeah, you're the resident. Uh... Dave, the wagon. Yeah, <laughs> you're taking wagon spot. So hey, you're the best fit. I mean. <laughs> when when Dave was going to be gone, me and Mo were like, "Man, who's the best fit to to replace him?" I was like, "B, that was it, hands down." Yeah, yeah, you, you got all the votes. <laughs> we'd like to we'd like to also get Brent. Probably the third chair is probably going to be a rotating type thing, I oh, guess. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And then uh, we'll still continue to have guests. Um, but yeah, what are you guys smoking tonight, Drew? I think you're. Uh, Unfortunately, locked up, aren't you? Because uh, rain. Yeah, it's raining and all here, and it's actually kind of, uh, kind of nice. It cooled it down finally, instead of being mm-hmm. hundred and whatever. So yeah, it's only like ninety, whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> excuses, yeah, not... man, excuses. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, head to a lounge. True. I can't sit outside, so I'm gonna head to a lounge after this. And oh, why don't you just sit in your garage? Um, it's not my garage, or I might. Abe, Abe, what are you smoking? I'm smoking the uh, TAA 2014. 14? Dude, speaking of, all right, let's just break into what we've smoked lately. Um, I smoked a TAA 2016. Um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Tatawahe. Absolutely awesome. If you have not smoked that, smoke it. What Especially year? if you're a broadleaf guy. What was that one? Or girl. 
The Tatawahe uh, 2016. The new one, okay. Yeah, awesome. Abe, would you agree? Uh, yeah, it's it's phenomenal. Um, and it's it's a massive stick too. So, yeah, I figured that's why it was up your alley. You know. Yeah, good one. <laughs> um, good one. <laughs> then uh, I smoked the My Father Limited Edition 2016 yeah. yesterday or no Friday. How was that? Um, awesome. I bought a box. Um, that cigar. This it could be the last limited edition, yeah. uh, depending on what happens with the FDA. So um, it was important for me to get that. It was very, very good. Um, definitely, you know, it, it, it didn't have that typical my father pepper blast. You know, it was just real smooth. What it is is a kind of a, it's a La Bijou basically with a little Palo de Oro, de Oro uh, added to it. And I think the wrapper is different too. I think it's a, I don't know if it's an Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro or a Nicaraguan Habano Oscuro, but it's one of those two. And then, um, and then the Palo de Oro mixed into it. It's phenomenal. Very good. Um, um, I, I thought you, it was just the, the same blend. Um, it has Palo de Oro in it. I know that <clears> for sure. The regular blend has that as well, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't know, man. The, the wrapper, something is, there's one or two things that are different than the regular Labajou. I think it's the wrapper and I think it's the Palo de Oro, but I could be wrong. I don't have a clue. I had that. Uh, what, what's that? That broad, uh, hundred percent broadly from uh, Tatawahe last weekend. Yeah, La Casilla something or another. Cur- cur- yeah. Criollo. Criollo. Yeah, Criollo. Yeah. Yeah, Criollo. Man, that thing. That's a dude. And for what? Uh, it was like seven bucks or something. Mm-hmm. My gosh. My God, <laughs> sound like Roy D. Mercer. God damn, it was uh, it was freaking awesome. Um, yeah, I didn't smoke anything really new other than that. I went back to the uh, uh, Oro Six uh, Maduro uh, mm-hmm. last week as well. Have you had the uh, Trifundador, uh, the Lancero, the Broadleaf one? Oh, it's phenomenal. Uh, That's a great cigar. I normally don't gravitate towards uh, Lanceros. You know, I'll tell you what, I've been inclined to smoke a lot more Lanceros recently. Not necessarily Lancero, but you know, I guess, yeah, they'd be Lancero size, depending on where you want to start the ring gauge and call it a Lancero. But I've really started to like the Corona and, and you know, even Lancero to a certain extent. Uh, I don't mind smoking those now as much as I used to. I actually kind of like it. Uh, speaking of that, uh, I mean, I, I've, I've been gravitating a lot towards uh, Robustos. Mm-hmm. That's still um, I, my favorite. Yep. Yeah, I used to be a big Corona Lancero guy. But mm-hmm. a Robusto just feels like it's the right length. Um, it's a good mixture of the blends. Like it's not. I don't know. It just feels really balanced. I guess. No, I agree, and that's and we've talked about this on a few different podcasts. Robusto is definitely my favorite Vitola. Drew, you're still a uh, Toro guy. Toro, yeah. yeah. But normally, if I'm sitting down, I'm sitting down for a while. So, um, I don't know. I can I can sit down for like an hour and fifteen with a Toro and if I'm if I'm hanging out if I can have any more time than that I've got enough time to smoke another Toro or something mm-hmm. close so generally I have an hour and fifteen hour and a half or I've got way longer to be able to do you know a couple but uh, have you smoked any A size cigars any of you I have be- before not recently but 
And Mo, you actually. Yeah, did you see that HRA that I smoked the other day? Yeah. That I posted? How is that? You don't get bored towards the end? Oh, my God. They look big. Dude, that cigar. Okay, so two of the hours I smoked it, I was driving. So that knocked out half of it. (laughs) (laughs) Or like two-thirds of it. It ended up taking me a little over three hours to finish that cigar. So when I got done with my drive, I just sat in my car for a little over an hour and, and smoked the rest of it. But it was phenomenal. Actually, that the Corona and that A size are the best sizes in that cigar. And unfortunately, the A size is not a production. I had just gotten that because when I went down to Nicaragua, they had given us those. Yeah. That's phenomenal. The only the only A size I've ever had was the uh, Opus. Um, the Opus, yeah. And you, I think you were there for that for my birthday one year. No, I don't know. I know we, you and I bought some together from yeah. that one guy. <laughs> Well, that's a whole different story. <laughs> you know, we you know we we keep saying we're going to talk about this guy. Today's the day to talk about it. Uh, let's go for it. <laughs> go for it, man. You you set it up here. Um, golly, it's, it sounds like a like a like a shady drug transaction. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're walking down the street and a guy opens up his jacket and he's got like watches and shit sitting in the fucking side of his lapel or whatever. Okay, so I'll set up. Uh, my side of the story, because I actually met the guy before you went with me. And he, yeah, so uh, was it? Was it on Grinder? <laughs> yeah, actually, um, no. Um, man, it was on. Uh, I think eBay actually. Uh, it, man, it had to be eBay. It's on eBay, and he's selling um, some Opus collection. He uh, so I message him, and I was like, "Man, what else do you have? This and that." And it ends up he's local. Just, I mean, I don't know, 10 minutes down the street from me. So mm-hmm. we talk on the phone and message back and forth. He's like, man, just drop by. He goes, I've had some health issues, and I'm, I'm selling off my Opus collection and actually all my cigars that he's got. Yeah. So I roll up to his house, and he's, dude, I don't know how to describe the guy. <laughs> um, he's an interesting guy. He's an interesting fella. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really nice guy, but like, God, I don't know. I I don't want to say anything too negative, but I I wouldn't be surprised if he popped up in the news someday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, so he, he he has this amazing Opus collection, which now I own. <laughs> but um, uh, I buy a bunch of junk from him and uh, kind of keep in contact with him till uh, me and you went one time mm-hmm. to uh, to go back. Well, he to set the story up better. He's got, I think, a girlfriend at the time that wouldn't yeah. allow anybody else in the house. Yeah, it was like weird. Yes. And actually, I, I've went over there several times, and I haven't seen the guy in probably since you left, two years or better. Yeah, more than that even. Yeah, and uh, I've only been in his house once, but I've probably been over there ten times or more, and I've probably right. seen yeah, he'd always bring the cigars outside. Yeah. So he has these huge trays. We're talking, I don't know, two foot by two foot trays Yeah. of cigars and then boxes, uh, 10, yeah. 15 different 20 boxes. And he'll just yeah. bring them all outside and go, here, what do you want? I was like, really? Dude, and looking back on it, <laughs> because those are the first Opus I smoked and bought. So it was like, it was like, here I am, I'm buying these aged Opus. I mean, Opus was the first Opus I ever smoked. Yeah. You know? And everything I mean, that was he crazy. had, uh, Opus-wise, was probably aged mm, at least three years, probably five. 
Oh, the A's we have are from 2004, oh, yeah. they, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, most of them were yeah. way older. He'd got them at several different events when they used to mm-hmm. sell them at events or give them away and stuff. But, oh my gosh, dude, crazy deal. Looking back on it now, I'm like, oh my God, that was like, I don't know. It was yeah. It was kind of shady. Yeah, well, it was, but you can't make this shit up. And it's like you want to go back, and it's like God. If I knew then what I know now, I would have fucking bought everything you had. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you know. Well, and some of the stuff I got from him. I mean, some some rare, rare opus that I mean he had gotten a hold of just going to events way back in the day when I, you know, wasn't as big into things as, yeah. as I am now, and some of the rare. Yeah. Uh, and he's considerably older than us too. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not like he was like our age. No, no, no. Um, God, yeah, great. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I just remember he, you know, he you'd get to this house and then he'd he'd go inside and pull out the tray with all the cigars on him well, and he, go through and he explain was all what they are too. Like you, you, he he wanted me to like text him when you got there. Don't ring the doorbell or don't knock. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, like shit. all right and we're like on the side of his house i felt like you know i'm like is this legal <laughs> what are we doing here and then he had that buick grand national and yeah it, like it was his... mint condition yeah. that he was trying to fix up yeah oh man <laughs> that's gonna be uh drew one day the crazy yeah. old guy with a lot of opus it, it is yeah. now <laughs> but i'm not selling them on the side of my house no you're not <laughs> you should be but you're not I, yeah <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh man, that was great! Yeah, what an interesting was it? Wasn't his name Jeff? It was actually, which is yeah. kind of ironic in itself. Why is every Jeff I meet weird? Yeah, <laughs> I hope <laughs> I hope Jeff listens to this too. But yeah, way. not that Jeff, the other one. Yeah. <sighs> oh man. Jeff. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah, you just don't find guys like. I mean, you know, today actually. Uh, so for those who don't know, I I've transitioned to managing. Um, one of the Casa de Monte Cristo stores in the Chicago area, out in Forest Park. Uh, right now it's called Casa de Puros, but it will eventually be called Casa de Monte Cristo uh, Forest Park. And um, today some guy came in and picked up one of those Opus 6 samplers. You know, it's got all the, the six different Opus that yeah. come in that box. Yeah, they're he like bought one of those today. 250 or something? Yeah, it was, yeah I think it was like 259 yep. Yeah. That's a what was it the new one? It's got a one of the Maduros in it, doesn't it? It's, it does, yes. I think it's got the two bull? of the Maduros in there. Taurus Bull or someone is the yeah. Nice. Yeah, man, it was uh, it was he was he was super happy. He was like, dude, you just you know you don't see this every day. And he was pumped, man. I'd like to get a hold of one of those, but I've never wanted to drop the two fifty for it. Nah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. And I mean, it's like I, six cigars in there. Yeah, <laughs> I really only want the Maduro, and I don't care about mm-hmm. the humidor. <laughs> right. I, I actually have one of the older um the older ones I've got from a couple of years ago. Uh actually the white humidor. Really cool, but yeah. are you, what are you ever gonna do with that? Right. I mean I you know what's in, I don't even know what's You know what's interesting? Go for is it. that we've now spent the last seven or eight minutes talking about opus and I don't think that ever would have happened if Dave was still on. Oh no. <laughs> should we uh should we transition into talking about Boveda too? Yeah, no. we're gonna have to talk about Tatawahe soon, or Abe's gonna get all restless and shit. And all my exes, man. <laughs> oh man, Abe. So any, uh, go ahead. So Mo. no, I was gonna say. Um, so we should probably talk a little bit about um, the recent developments to 
legally since our last, you know, we had, we had Ryan Galmore from save the leaf on, on our last podcast. Mm -hmm. And remember we had the big discussion about, you know, what's the industry going to do? Oh, they're not doing anything. We're going to do save the leaf, this and that. And then last week, bam, an announcement is made that they're going to, you know, the the three organizations are combining for a lawsuit. What were your guys' reactions to that? Man, I was honestly a little surprised. I mean, me and you had had that conversation um, yeah. after the podcast and all, and I don't know. I was I was a little surprised because I figured mm-hmm. if they were doing something, they'd communicate enough that hey, yeah, we're gonna do something at least. I mean, you could shoot out an email just like you said on the podcast. Shoot out an email and go, "Don't worry, we're doing something," and that's it. End of story. <laughs> but well, they kind of did. I feel like they did. Yeah. And I think it wasn't good enough for people. And maybe, they did. Maybe I mean, they came out with that press release like, hey, we're evaluating our options. we got meetings coming up. We're all going to sit down and figure out what we're going to do. And everyone's like, they're not doing shit. Well, I mean, you know, like I said on the podcast last time, you don't, you know, this is a strategic battle. This is not something that you're going to know the answer to overnight. You're talking about trying to pull coals in a 499-page document. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that's never easy. And just, and I'm speaking from experience because I've done this before. Um, so it takes time and I'm interested to see what I'm interested to see in is, um, what direction they go versus the ones that have that, like the, the 1502 one, do they go after the same stuff? Is it different areas they're trying to poke holes in? Um, what about, you know, how does it compare to the vapes, the vape lawsuits? Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, what what criteria they actually go after. Abe, what do you think, man? Um, I mean, I don't know. I I wasn't really like stressed out about it or really too worried about it. I knew eventually something would happen. Um, I mean, at this point, you know, I, it's far beyond the consumer side, and it's just the waiting game for us. I would just it looks like. Yeah. No, it's good to see something's being done, though. That obviously is good, you know. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think Mukau had a couple questions, didn't he, Drew? Mukau did, um, as always. He carries the podcast. You know, he was disappointed. And Mukau, I, I apologize. You know, we we didn't get the – I know you, you your routine is to listen to our podcast on Friday evenings, and, and I'm sorry we disappointed you. Uh Things have been a little hectic for, for kind of all of us um, with Dave leaving, me moving, and um, and Drew too. So um, I apologize, but we're going to try to make it up. What are the questions, bro? So, Mukau, um, do you guys do other things while smoking, like driving, doing yard work? I've had trouble mm-hmm. doing yard work while I smoke. Any tips, or does it just suck? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've kind of uh, we've discussed this before a um, yep. couple times, but... Um, let's have at it. Uh, Abe, do you, do you do any yard work? <laughs> that, um, now, hold on a second. Just cause I'm Mexican, man. Hey, I'm is Mexican. That, I can that say that. Is that racially motivated? I mean, I just, I mean, it's not that I mind. I just want to know before we get into this. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I mean, I know I you've mean, been dying to ask me for a while. I, I know. <laughs> I, I'm looking for a, for a yard guy. Abe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you have a house, don't you? No, man. I wish I did. Oh, you don't? I thought you had a house. That's why I'm asking, actually. No, no I still live with my parents. Okay, so you, do you do any of their yard work? <laughs> hey, so do I. So 
<laughs> and me too now yeah. that I moved back. Yeah. Yeah. I sold my house, so now I live with my mom again. Um do you do any yard work? Do you do anything outside? Stuff like that? Uh I mean I garden, but I don't do I mean we have a small backyard and it's I mean we have somebody that does it for us, so So do you smoke while you garden? Yeah. Do you smoke while um mowing the lawn, gardening, driving. If I was smoking a cigar at the time, yeah, but I mean I don't try to you know, when I'm doing other activities, I try really not to smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only other pleasurable activity other than just like, you know, maybe watching a sports game or something would be driving. But other than that, I mean, that those are the only times I would smoke while doing something else. Yeah, so, so you're one of those guys that I like to finish my stuff. I like to whatever. And when I smoke, it's just me and the cigar type of guy. Exactly. I got you. That's yeah. And it, hey, there's a lot of people like that. A lot of people. Mo, you don't, you don't do any yard work. Um, I used to. Um, and I guess I've done some work around my mom's house. I've repaired some siding and all this last week, and I should have. I didn't even think about that. Um, but I was up on a ladder, 28-foot ladder, and painting with one hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's tough. So that, that I did not. But um, when I used to have my own place... Um, Man, I do tractor work and, and, and mowing and stuff. I always had a cigar. In fact, yep. to the point where it was like, I got to pick out my cigar before I go do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm going, I mean, I looked forward to whatever, doing a tractor work, mowing the lawn, whatever, because I'm smoking yeah, a cigar I mean, time. I, I tried uh, to do like yard work with a cigar, but, you know, I it's kind of hard to carry around my my spice box and, really pick out those flavors yeah thanks dave um you know it's interesting uh i so i was i do drive a lot and even now i drive a lot to work so i'm always smoking when i'm driving typically um and i don't mind it so i there's a couple i guess tips i would have for guys who smoke while they're driving um and we talked a little bit about this but um it tends to cake either on your windows or your windshield or um, even like your dashboard, you'll get a lot of ash on it. Yeah. Um, try to keep those areas clean. I just use Windex on my windows. You could use Armor All, whatever, on your on your dashboard. Um, one thing I do have now is a uh, travel ashtray, one of those Zycar like yep. steel tin things or whatever. Um, those are really handy. Um, those are nice to have. You just put the stuff in, you empty it out. Not bad. Have you seen the uh, stinky version of those? No, but I heard about them. I heard they're awesome. Yes, it is. Yeah. So Classic here in Tulsa's got them. And I don't know. I really, I have a Zycar one, but now I kind of want one of those. And I don't even hardly use my Zycar one. That's the one with the uh, cigar holder, right? Yeah, it flips out and has the little clip. Yeah, for it. Yeah, those things look so cool. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. That's nice. But, you know, I, I think that, you know, one thing that helps is, um, if you have a sunroof, utilize it because yes, definitely. Um, even if it's like raining or whatever, you can still keep that popped up. Typically, no one will get any water in or mm-hmm. any rain in. Um, you know, and even if like like one thing I've noticed, if I have like my windows down while I'm driving, like the smoke comes back in my face. I don't like that. Yeah. So typically, I'll just open my sunroof all the way, and usually there's enough air where it's, I'm not like super hot if it's in the summer. Um. When I always, but, uh, uh, when I did smoke, since you're on that topic, uh, in my company vehicle, um, 
Man, I was uh, just a window cracked. And mm-hmm. uh, if it was summer, just crank the AC. Window cracked a little bit so it would flow right out. Yeah, it actually Perfect. is advantageous to keep your vents running. Or else the, the ash goes into the vents, so the next time you turn it on, they, like, start flying out. So that's another thing. Abe, you don't you don't smoke while driving? Yeah. Yeah, I do. It's, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have that ashing problem. But, you know, it's, it's probably one of the most relaxing things to do, and it doesn't make traffic uh, seem all that bad. Oh, absolutely. So I'll, I'm going to bring it up for for that. So you you smoke while golfing. You got some tips on that? I saw your post, uh, what was it, last week, week before? Yeah, man, uh, definitely just carry some tips? extra tees around with you. There you go. Um, it, it's kind of hard to drive the uh, uh, the driver with it, but, you know, I, set, I mainly put it down. I don't like having it in my mouth. I know some guys do that, but for whatever reason, I haven't gotten accustomed to doing that yet. And. And I don't golf, but I actually, for work, outside and stuff, I bought one of those um, golf clips for your stuff. Yeah, Dude. those are awesome. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. And even just for being outside, if you're hanging out on the patio or whatever, and you don't, I don't know, it clips to anything, and mine's the kind of double clip. It clips to something and then has yep. a clip for the cigar, and it, it's aluminum or something, metal. Yeah. But it's really nice and worth the 10 or 15 bucks it was. I don't even know. It was worth it. Get one, <laughs> especially if you yeah. if you golf. Yeah, yeah, definitely consider getting one. And then we've talked, uh, you know, what, what's an appropriate golf cigar? And we've all kind of talked about this a little bit. Um, everyone's got their probably different. The only thing I would say is, don't take something that you really really like and smoke it. I guess. Like, I wouldn't smoke an Opus on the golf course or, like, a TAA 2016 or, you know. It's interesting that you say that um, because at the event I was at, I mean, a lot of people brought a lot of their favorite sticks. um, And and some people don't really get to golf all that often, so they they kind of, uh, you know, really pulled out the big gun. So it's kind of interesting that you mentioned that. They were showing off? Um, I don't think so. I mean, it really seemed like they were enjoying their cigars more so than anything. Than the golf. You know, it was a big occasion for them. See, that would be me. If I'm going to golf because I'm not a golfer, I would would take something good because I would enjoy the cigar and not the golf. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I get that, but the problem is, is if it's windy, it sucks. And I wouldn't take something amazing, but man, back to me and the yard work. Dude, if I was on the tractor, I was smoking Opus. Nicarustica? No, Opus, every time. So, I don't know. I mean, it goes back to that smoke, which you like. Um, obviously, you know, if you're smoking an Opus, it's probably because you're going to enjoy it. It is. Yeah, but, I, I, I know, but... Uh, and I get what you're saying, too, because, man, you drop it or you... I don't know yeah, what. Dude. Hit it and damage your wrapper, and then you can't finish your cigar, and then you're... Just have to golf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take a backup. Yeah, um, but I I don't know. It's, like sometimes bro- it's just an excuse not to smoke your good stuff. I feel like there's some people that are always like, oh, it's too windy, or oh, it's too cold, or it's too humid out. I, I feel like there's always excuses not to smoke something good. Smoke it, smoke it if you got my, it. My brother, my brother's a big Davidoff. I mean, 
pretty much 90% of what he smokes is Davidoff, and he takes Romeo and Juliet to the golf course. And he really? golfs all the time. Wow. What have you so, have you talked to him? What's his is it just because of golfing or Yeah, he's like, Why am I gonna waste my good stuff? He goes I mean, he goes, You're putting it down, you're picking it up, you're relighting it a hundred times. You know, why? That is true. The relight. Now you'd wanna yes. See, I wouldn't take something that I mean, there's a lot of scars out there that you relight it, and it, you might as well just leave it alone. <laughs> Dude, Lenox is a perfect example. We've talked. I love yep. the Lenox. That cigar is amazing. But I'll tell you what. You let that thing die, and you relight it a couple of times, it's a whole different cigar. Yep. yep. And that sucks. That's terrible, too. And I used to find that out a lot of times at work because I'd fire it up and then forget about it uh, you know, on mm-hmm. my truck or something. And you go back to relight it, and it's like, oh, my God. Now I- this thing was amazing. Now yeah, what happened? Now it's crap. And this now, sucks. one cigar that does take relights very well is the Epernay by Illusioni. You could relight that thing however many times, and that, that thing is going to taste awesome regardless. That is such an amazing cigar. Um, I did smoke a, an Illusioni uh, Singulare Anunnaki from 2014 the other day. That was a pretty good cigar. Now, that has some of the same elements as an Epernay with a different wrapper. Um, it was good, man. It was good. Uh, yeah, well, I'm Dion, a big Illusioni fan. Yeah, Dion makes some good stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, man, I don't know. What else? Um, I would suggest really just bring, maybe even bringing out a bunch of those cigars that, I mean, I have like a bin of just a bunch of random stuff that. I've never had before, but I'm not really enticed or like looking forward to smoking. It's just kind of there. Um, so it's kind of a good opportunity to smoke something that people have been waiting for me to try or what have you. So really just grabbed a handful of those as well. Mm-hmm. The, uh, so to, to kind of round out his, his thing, man, I, I think, it, I think it depends on what yard work you're doing. Um, yeah. if you, or if, if you're driving, Smoke something awesome. Smoke something you really yeah. want. If if you're yeah. if you're like gardening and you're using your hands all the time, probably you know get get some yard gar. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's why they, that's why they call them yard gar. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if 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 you're sitting on the riding lawnmower, yeah, fire up something awesome. It's not gonna suck. It's gonna be great. Um, yep. But, and I've had guys say to me, uh, man, you smoke that when you drive? Hell yeah. That's a great time to smoke something good. Oh, driving is the best time to smoke something good. <laughs> Dude, when I, when I drove to Tulsa, uh, I smoked, I think, six cigars during my drive, five or six. And they were, every single one of them was something that I really enjoyed. Oh, yeah. No, so. that's, that's, that's the best time is right. Dri- oh, I love driving. it. Um, actually, I started this. I'm smoking Alito Small Batch Four. Um, that's what I'm smoking tonight, man. I started it at work, drove, smoked it on my way home, and still smoking it now. That was the Lido Small Batch. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was actually just running through my humidor, and I've got one in there. I need to fire up sometime here. So we were going through uh, the humidor. And we found some, uh, and Drew, I sent you a picture of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, original release VSGs from 98. Yeah. I mean, I don't care whether you like the VSG or not. If you do, you don't, whatever. That's like cigar history right there. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. It was a really cool find. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
As soon as you, you know? sent the picture, I looked at it and I was like, "Holy crap! That's yeah. no way. That's <laughs> you just found this laying around." It's like, "Wow, dang!" Mm-hmm. No, that and that was, was original release. Original yes. release, man. That's a eighteen-year-old cigar. Did you smoke one, or it was just no, you, yeah, fifty bucks a pop? Yeah, you, I think that answers that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but as you know, as the manager, you know. <laughs> yeah, even with my discount. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I've got one. I need to smoke it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm curious to see what those are like now. Cause I know we've talked about those early two thousands ones have kind of lost a little bit, they but have. I've got some from, uh, 02, 03, somewhere in there. Yeah. And I mean, but it, at that point it's even more about just what it represents even than oh, how yeah. good the CR smokes. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It's cool. It's like, it's like history. Yeah. It is. Um, what else did we find? We found some uh, some LFD, like Cameroon wrapper cigars that like a lot of the LFD. So LFD sells really well in that shop. And so like these guys are just going nuts over that thing. I've never smoked it. And maybe I have to, but uh, they were going nuts. I can't believe how many people really love the Cameroon wrapper. Really, really like guys who like it, like love that wrapper, and they'll smoke anything with a Cameroon on it. Isn't that the same as like somebody with a Maduro? They'll smoke. Oh, yeah. I mean, you'd go for Maduro if you're a Maduro guy, but no, I get the Cameroon thing. (laughs) It's also harder to find a cigar that's Cameroon. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, LFD, I think they have a significant amount of releases, but I mean, there's it's interesting when you see like people start up their cigar brands, it's always. Like a Habano, a Broadleaf, or mm-hmm. your Criollo 98. Um, you don't find a lot of Sumatra, Cameroon, or even like a Brazilian right. rapper. Right. Yeah, that's kind of my point. Yeah, it's, but the guys who, the few guys that are that, like into that rapper are like really into it. You know, and one thing I would say, the experience of actually working at a B&M has really... Uh, widen my perspective in a lot of ways. It's really been an interesting experience. Um, And I will tell you that we represent like how, I mean, I'll be the first to admit, I'm kind of a cigar nerd. And like (laughs) guys like, and I would classify you guys the same, whether you want to accept it or not. But it is amazing to me how many guys Again, it goes back to cigar smokers versus People uh, guys smoke. who smoke cigars, yeah. right? There are a lot more guys who smoke cigars than are cigar smokers. No doubt about it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a good thing. They they drive the sales for these companies to uh, absolutely. stay alive because, I mean, I tell you what, they're not in business because of me. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's... That's just Tatawahe. That's in business because of you. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, between you and Tim, you guys probably uh, are 80% of Pete Johnson's sales. Hey, man, uh, it's just, just like their tobacco. Oh, um, uh, their cigars are phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like how Drew always goes back to like a Dominican, like an Opus. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know. See, I'm not a huge Tatawahe fan, but I've been branching out and trying some of their other stuff. And they do produce a damn good product. I mean, 
Yeah. I can see maybe none of them are necessarily my favorites, but I can see how they are other people's big time. I mean, they're they're good. Yeah. And then that and that broadleaf that I had the other day, hundred percent broadleaf. And it's was a awesome. it's a good price point. Uh, yes. It is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Big time. I mean, it, it helps that they're really good, and at that range, it's like the, the only thing I would really branch out to is way out of that price range. So it's I mean, it's kind of convenient as well. Mm-hmm. Because um, I mean, some of the stuff I mean, I wouldn't say it's better than a Davidoff or better than a Padrone, but I mean, there's a lot more variety, and mm-hmm. it comes pretty close uh, sometimes. You know, one thing I've been two two cigars I've been getting a lot of guys into um, is the Seventh Reserva Kappa Special. Mm, uh, yes, man, phenomenal cigar. A lot of guys will come in and say, "Hey, do you have like a medium, whatever?" That cigar is perfect. It's got a little bit of sweetness to it. It's. I even got a couple infused smokers to smoke one today, and mm. they loved it. Awesome. Um, they loved it, and they're like, "Well, which one do you think I should get, the Java or the?" Co-? And, and I just looked at the dude. He goes, "All right, I'll go with the Tatawahe." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Come on, man, get the fuck out!" But. Um, you know, it was nice, and, and that's a great cigar. Um, you know, in the 3000 uh, Padron series, I've been getting guys in, whether it's the Maduro or the Natural. Guys come in, hey, I want a medium. I want to try something new. Have you tried the Padron? No, I've always I've always heard the real, you know, whatever. I'm like, try the Natural. Man, these guys are stuck on it. They love it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just pushing folks out of their comfort zone. You know, too many guys get cut. And we're like the extreme opposite, I feel like, because oh, we're always time. trying new things. And I wouldn't be like this. I mean, if we didn't do what we did, I I mean, yeah. look back a couple of years ago, yeah. going in and buying the same thing every time. Yeah. The same three or four. Maybe, you know, Jeff or the other manager that was there would suggest something and you might try it, but pff, right, same couple of cigars every time. Yeah. Um, I, I'm kind of actually the opposite. I feel like I started off kind of going everywhere, um, but now I feel like I have... I guess certain enough experience where I, I stay away from certain um, cigars or even brands just because of bad experiences. And mm-hmm. I, I've gone and tried out something new just to be like, all right, you know, got to give them a try. But it doesn't change my opinion. So I, at this point, it feels like I'm getting stuck into a certain type of way. Hey, what, um, what were your top three brands we talked about the other day? Yeah. Uh, Tatawahe, Tatawahe, and Latelier. <laughs> <laughs> I think, or was it Tatawahe Latelier and then Tatawahe again? I, well, I think it was it was Tatawahe, Warped, and uh, I think I said Davidoff as the third. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like an Abe. Has, has, uh, Abe, have you had the... Um... No, I'm not going to be able to think of the, the Davidoff we had, Mo. Oh, the Puro de Oro? Puro de Oro. Uh, I had my first one a couple weeks ago. I, it had a slight mushroom taste to it, and that's just something as far as, like, the taste profile I, I, I didn't like. Do you keep mushrooms in your review, buddy? <laughs> in my spice box, man. Uh, what size did you have? It was the Robusto. Okay. Yeah. Man, um, that, that Toro was ridiculous. I mean, I can see why people like it, but it, it just wasn't in my wheelhouse. Makes sense. You took Dave's spot, so you're living up to it. <laughs> um, I mean, that Nicaragua is just—I think it's probably their best one in their portfolio. Um, that's a pretty really? good cigar. I don't say I, it would. I don't think that's their best, but that's a good cigar. I, I like it a lot. Um, 
they just uh, brought out the Escurio in a um, in a Perfecto, and it's supposed to be awesome. I haven't smoked it yet, but I plan to. That's supposed to be really good. I'm looking forward to trying that Davidoff Arts Edition. And then, oh yeah, uh, I heard that's good. You gifted me that year of the sheep, but just year waiting for like a a good day or yeah, you're the monkey. Just waiting you're waiting welcome. for a good day. I'm just gonna um, say you're welcome. <laughs> Probably. Excuse me. Probably I'm just hoping my favorite cigar. I'm just hoping it's not one of those things where it's like I'm expecting so much and then it, you know, comes short. Uh, Mo does that. So. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, I've met a lot of people who absolutely love that cigar. Um, what's the one you fired up yesterday, Mo? Was it yesterday? Which one? Uh, I was trying to pull back up a... No, I don't even know, man. The La Roma de Cuba? Uh, or the uh, San Latino Bull? No, not the Bull. It must have been the other one. I was trying to find it here, and I can't find it. Um, Man, I don't know. Never mind. Uh. So, uh, I guess with all the releases that have been kind of been teased, and I mean, God, man, there's so much crap coming out right now. It's ridiculous. Is there anything you guys are kind of like looking forward to or, uh, you know, with the whole FDA talk of, you know, this might be the last LE or the last whatever. Is that influencing your purchasing decisions? Um. Not so far. I mean, I was going to buy that my father regardless. I was going to buy a box of that regardless. So that didn't play into my decision. But for somebody who wasn't planning on buying it, uh, maybe it should. Um, again, that's kind of cigar history. If that does, then does end up being the last limited. Um, and, I, dude, I think anybody, if you're a Broadleaf guy, you got to get that TAA 2016. Have to. Yeah, and um, I did a box split on the Las Calaveras 2016, so whenever I get those, so I did a box split on those. Yeah, I heard those are supposed to be good, and it's broadly yeah. too. So. Yep, yep, I'm excited for that. Uh, you had the HOR I'm seeing here, the VSG you posted, Lobby Zhu we talked about. LFD. Yeah, and if you have an opportunity to smoke the HR, the Hiroshi Obana and the uh, Corona size, Absolutely do it. Phenomenal. Because unfortunately, the Toro tends to get a little harsh towards like the last third. But the Corona has like that same like awesome taste that you get like in the first two thirds all throughout it. I think that was. Did you ever smoke that uh, Anarchy I gave you? No, dude, I'm waiting for us to hang out. I keep looking at it every night and I'm like, dude, I got to hang out with Apes. I can smoke this thing. I told Uh you my policy. If somebody yeah. gives me a cigar and I hang out with them, I smoke it with them. <clears throat> Damn, dude. You got to smoke that. I think you're going to like that a lot. Yep. Me too. So, okay. A couple more moose questions here. Um, now, this one's kind of funny. Um, he asks, what, we, what would we give Smokey and LCCJ to be on the podcast? So, so, LCCJ, I don't, I don't know if 
we've actually invited or not? Smokey, we have. Yeah. Well, LCCJ is Brad. He's been on the podcast twice He, he hasn't been back, but we haven't asked him back. Um, or we did, have. and he rejected he, yes, us. Yes, he did. I forgot about that. But Smokey, we did, and it was all lined up, ready yep. to go. And last minute, he canceled on us. Yeah. So, it's it, I wouldn't give anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to have to have either one on, we we've asked him. <laughs> nah, Br- Brad. No. Brad will be back on. He probably had a family commitment. Smokey, who knows? He made a he made up some excuse. I remember that. Oh, it wasn't a date <laughs> with a female. I know that. No, definitely not. <clears throat> Um, so yeah, we've, uh, we've asked them both to come back and when time, uh, allows them to, um, hopefully they'll come back Yep. or Smokey will decide to actually be on. Um, and Moo Cow's last one here. Um, he says there's a cage match between me, Mo and B who wins and why. <laughs> if there was a what? Cage match between me, you, and Mo. Who wins and why? I think I would win because I'm a dirty fighter. <laughs> Anger Jack, so I feel like I would have to, you know, do some, uh, some pretty dirty. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a cup if I ever fight A. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I was running through scenarios in my head of, uh, What's he bringing a pair of br- brass knuckles or something? Drew, Drew would probably try to make out with me, so I'd have to. Oh yeah, I would. That would throw you off, and I'd win. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's an easy out right there. Yeah, just the, <laughs> the, the the Mo weird out principle. Yeah. Uh, I just chase you from behind. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, "All right, dude, it's too far. I'm done." <laughs> It just got real. It's it got fun. real. I'm out. <laughs> no. Oh, jeez. Moo Cow. I want to know if Moo Cow was in this, if he'd win. He, he's going to have to respond Mookow back to us. Moo Cow would pull out some of that Rick Moranis little giant shit and probably take out all of it. I, he looks like somebody that knows some something. Yeah, like Jeet Kune Do or something yes. like that. <laughs> like, you, you'd get out there and he'd, you know, you'd throw a punch and all of a sudden you'd be flipped over and out. Some some Bruce Lee magic, yeah. From the Moo Cow, I bet he does. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to ask him about this. <laughs> Gee, he's some secret like cage fighter in the underground right. or something. <laughs> oh man, Jeez. Um, now I guess what do we what do we wrap up with? B, you got anything you want to talk about, man? Um. Nothing at the top of my head. <laughs> that sounded like a real one and not like a soundboard. Yeah, that, that did sound real. Hey, either way, nobody's got to know. <laughs> uh, what about you, Mo? Uh, <sighs> man. Your week been good? Yeah, this man. The, this is um, the first full lot of week, fun. right? What's that? First full week of... Uh... Yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun. It's been interesting. Met a lot of cool people. Um, 
I'm really excited. We're having a, a Davidoff event on uh, August 11th. Um, so Klaus Kellner will be there, the uh, son of Henke. Awesome. Um, and then we're going to have like dinner and dessert and cigars and uh, deals on Davidoff. So uh, it'll be fun, man. If, if you're I'm in really the Chicago area. That. What's that? If you're in the Chicago area, make sure you stop in, see Mo. Absolutely. Smoke a cigar with him. He's there. Uh, yeah, man. We, uh, it's nice. And the guys, uh, the guys really love the Sultan cigars, so that, that definitely helps the street cred a little bit. Should we um, should we drop what we decided today? About what? Ooh, that huh? sounds good. <laughs> we can't now. Should we uh, should we mention it? The third blend. Yeah, yeah. So we have a third blend. Uh, it's been ordered. Been been uh, put into uh, to be rolled up, and um, I don't know. Should have them here. Uh, well before August eighth. <laughs> so what's uh production or rapper or what can you tell us about it? Pennsylvania Broadleaf. Oh, Pennsylvania, all right. Um it's a little uh I don't know, Mo, what do you say? It's it's more medium Yeah, definitely uh, more medium than our than our other two. Um still gonna be out of the same factory on this one. Uh, we got some other stuff in the works still, but uh, this one's for sure a go. And uh, so this is Black Works. Uh, a Vija Negra, yes. Okay. Oh yep. yeah. Yeah. Yep. They produce the Black Works. Stuff, they do right? pr- produce Black Works. You know, and I'll tell you, a lot of that Black Works stuff has really caught on. Uh, a lot of guys like that Killer B. Yeah, I and, tracked uh, them down at one, that, uh, one place. NBK too. Yep, that NBK was good. It was good. Yeah, I'll tell you, man. I really like that Veep. I was I was kind of disappointed that that was a limited production, but man, that cigar is good. I've still got two of those. I need to fire one up. Yeah, dude, fire it up. That's a great cigar. So um, was it was it limited because of the tobacco or just just cause? Uh, I I don't know. Why. I don't know either. He does some limited stuff for like shops and areas and junk like that. So. Um, yeah, what Pete Johnson used to do until recently. Yeah. Um, so maybe one thing I will deal. say that's very interesting is, um, you know, I see a lot of guys get stuck in kind of what, what they smoke. But at the same time, I'll tell you what, man, if you recommend a cigar and you recommend a guy a cigar and he likes it, you recommend him two and he's like, man, you're, you're two for two. I'll tell you what, pretty much next time he goes into that humidor, he's telling you just to pick out what he's smoking. You really build a, a little bit of a credibility with guys, and it's a great way to expand people's palates, you know. Um, and I would say, if any manufacturers are listening to this, if you got anything that you think we should carry, you know, hit us up, um, you know, or hit me up, and and let me uh, let me take a look at it, and and we'll see. Contact info will be at the end of this. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you just contact some of the Sultans of Smoke mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. Um, I, you know, I, I did try, you know, that Cayenne cigars, which is new, sent me a box of their, uh, of their cigar. They're out of the Dominican. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I actually, I was talking to them all throughout the process, really. Um, and they'd asked me what I thought about a six by 16. I, and I told them personally, I'm not a huge fan of that ring gauge. Um, but they ended up making it anyway. And, um, and you know what? It's a really smooth cigar. I really, really like it. Uh, I might smoke another one tonight. Just to, I've had them kind of in the humidor now for about three weeks, 
So um, probably time for a revisit, but uh, I did like the first two I smoked. So it's a Dominican 6x60. Yeah. Um, and, and I want to say it's got some Nicaraguan stuff in it because just the way it tastes, mm-hmm. um, it can't be all Dominican. I'd be very surprised. Yeah. Um, and also, we Drew and I have been trying this Toro brand. We talked about it a little bit uh, a couple weeks ago, but, man, I, those cigars have really impressed me too. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, kind of rotated through my need to smoke stuff and pulled a couple more of those forward to uh to fire them up as well sereno yep. they were on uh, in the virtual lounge earlier that uh that's another brand we kind of talked about recently oh the sereno too yeah sereno yeah those are you know stuff. i actually i was at the la corona factory when those were being all packaged and the boxes were being done and and all that and you know they're uh you know the same guy who who blends the hr um they're good cigars. Mm-hmm. Um, they really are. I mean, if you if you're a fan of the HR, um, that kind of style of cigar, I think you I think you'll like it. They're uh, medio tempo, medio tempo or whatever, um, which I think is a Habano 2000 wrapper. Uh, phenomenal cigar. I still got to try their Maduro. I haven't tried it yet, but I heard that's awesome. Which which one was that one? Uh, the Habano is really good. Okay. The, and then the uh, I still have to try the Maduro, but I, I heard it's really the good. The Maduro was good. Yeah, I've got the Maduro Double X to smoke. That's what I'm gonna try to fire up. Uh, yeah, I was just talking to him about, like I said, in the virtual lounge. But uh, yeah, and he'll be on the podcast right next week. Um, I don't know Hopefully. next week, but soon. Um, talked to him yeah. and he said, yeah. Uh, awesome. We'll work. Uh, we'll work something with their schedule and get him on here to to talk. Very cool. Anything else, guys? No, that's it for me. Um, no, man, that, that's it. But uh do want to say, man, halfway through the podcast, I lit up this uh, Pudgy Frank, and, man, these oh. things just keep getting better. Oh, that amazing cigar. I think that's my favorite. The Frank's your favorite now? I, I think so. Man. Yeah. That's so good. I don't remember the Frank. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I'm in the minority here, but that reminds me a lot of a Cajonu 2012. Um, but a better version of it, even. Interesting. I ne- have you started working through the um, skinnies? No, nah, man, I haven't. I haven't smoked any of them yet. I'm kind of excited to, not because of the Monster series, but I always, I always want to go for a Lance Arrow, but uh, I'm always, uh, I don't know, scared away from. I mean, you always hear about bad draws, and they're just a different blend, you know, and yeah. I don't know. It's just never. I don't know. You don't hear a lot of good things about, um, I don't know. And more and more, I guess, now you are. Um, but yeah. it, it also, I mean, it could change your perspective on that monster, you know, if you didn't like it the first or second time around. And I liked all the monsters. Uh, actually, all of them were, were good. I didn't have mm-hmm. any issues with, with any of them. Um, I'm not the, the, you know, the TIFF or um, uh, what's the other one that's a... Uh, most people don't like uh, the Tiff. Tiff and the other one. What's the other one? Chuck. Chuck. Tiff and Chuck. Even those were really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, not I'll, definitely not my favorite or anything, but nubbed them all. I mean, they were good. The Chuck felt like a lot to me, like the like the Imperiosa, like the uh, was it 
the the crown heads of 2014. Oh, okay. It was kind of in that wheelhouse, um, but with the same token, man, they don't they do not age well. I don't think, man. I, mm-hmm. I think those have a sweet spot, and it, it's a small window. I think. Abe, how about that 2010, or the the 10 year? Sorry, the Don Pepin. Were you as disappointed as I was? Um. Oh yeah. It yeah. It wasn't as. I guess, it, it, I don't know. I felt like all the flavors kind of started to blend. Yeah. So when I, when I first smoked it, it was a little bit more nuanced. Uh, it definitely transitioned. Um, yep. But I, I don't know. Just lately, I, I haven't been enjoying uh, Habano wrappers in general. So it's, I, I don't know if that had anything to do with that at all. Well, you know, and I'll tell you, I, I always say I'm not a huge Sumatra guy. But, you know, uh, the Kappa Special, I think that's a Sumatra wrapper. I love that cigar. Uh, the Wolfman, I love that. That's Sumatra. And, and uh, there was one more that's a Sumatra that I've been really liking lately. And I, it was on the tip of my tongue, but I forgot now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if it's done right, Sumatra's like a nice wrapper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, if you like the Kappa Especial, um, I was actually in Houston about two weeks ago and got to go to Stogie's in Houston. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to uh, Jorge, who... You know, who was in charge of really picking the blends for the H Town series, uh, and he, he was saying that the Tatuaje H Town was kind of a play on that Tatuaje mm-hmm. uh, on that Capa Special, and um, I mean, I can see the overlap, and you know, would highly suggest it if that's you know yeah. some one you haven't done yet, or yeah. Boy, you're living up to Dave all together. Yeah, man. You even got the sirens in the background <laughs> and everything. The gangbang train coming. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, no, at least there's no uh, random motorcycles or trains. <laughs> or crickets. I'm waiting on the train. The AC. Alligators and shit. AC kicking on. Yeah. <laughs> neighbors, neighbors air conditioning. Jeez. Yeah. Dave. Oh, man. Goofy son of a gun. Well, boys. It's been good. Yep. Thank you, guys. It's, thank it's you. It's been real, man. Thank you, B, right, for, for coming on, man. Thanks, Dave. Have a good Thanks, one. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at thesaltandsmoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any salt and smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week.